If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a good tune. It's Jennifer Lopez. And here's a man who's been almost singing along. It is Pastor David Ham. Pastor or David or Mr. Ham. How do you how do you how do you, how do you welcome a pastor to the studio? <laughs> well, However you want to go about it, I, and I grew up with this last name Ham, so uh, I've lived much of my life experiencing all the jokes you can come up with talking about Ham. So I'm pretty fine with just Ham. That's fine. But uh, but you know I've gotten this title now, Pastor, over the years, and I'm grateful for that, and it's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, to, to me, you're a relatively young man. You're a little bit older than just a young fella, but you're certainly <laughs> significantly younger than than I am. You're from America, as we can tell from your your accent and yes. the Metropolitan Tabernacle is one of the finest buildings yeah. in, in Belfast. Yeah, beautiful. Now, you're you're going to be there, so I get a sense that if you're up at the pulpit on you, the, I was going to say on the stage, I was going to say on the <laughs> altar, whatever it is, you called, can still say the, stage, the, yeah. the platform, <laughs> platform at, at the Metropolitan Tabernacle, and you have a full crowd. It must it must feel like it must feel like a gig, does it? It can. Um, but I think uh, what keeps me going is just simply loving people. So I'm excited to just share my heart, share my story, and just share God's love with people. And so, yeah, I think what's great is knowing that the spotlight's on me, but I'm I'm doing my best to point to something else that's greater, far greater than me. Now, were you always into God? Were, were you born into a religious family, or did you discover God? Yeah, my, both my parents were pastors. So for a long time, um, just kind of growing up in church, uh, good old-fashioned black Pentecostal church in the south of Virginia. And um, religion was my life. Um, but it took some time for me to realize that God wanted to actually have like a relationship with me, which is a lot deeper than just religion itself. So there's lots of singing at what you do. Oh, yeah. There? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hand so, clapping. And- oh, yeah. Clapping hands, a little dance too, as well. A little swaying back and forth. Um, and we, we just get excited when you know that there's good news. It's just good to dance, clap, and sing. So, no, it's not boring at all. It's yeah. a lot of fun. You see, as recently as yesterday, and I didn't even realize I was going to be speaking to you today. Yesterday, I went to Mass. I'm a Catholic. I'm, I, went, I went to Mass about sure. a mile from here. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I went in. The church holds 900 people, and there were 110 there. Now, some of my mm. friends said, what were you doing counting them? But I did count them. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was sitting at the back, and I counted them. I, all, I put this up on Twitter. I, I noticed that only, I think the figure was only 14 of them were under 40 and only six of them were school age that's th- those were the numbers wow. so to put it another way the place was nearly empty yeah. and i asked the question 
Are we about in Ireland to see a generation from now, or maybe two generations from now, Catholic Church is actually closing closing mm. their doors. And I say the Catholic Church because I've been brought up in it, but I also say it because across the island of Ireland it has been the, the biggest church. Sure. Now, the feedback I got on Twitter suggested that's being replicated through many churches that are mm. disappearing. People, people without doubt, in my opinion, mm. are less interested in God than they would have been 50 years ago when I was a little nipper. Sure. Now, do, do, you, do you accept that? Uh, I do. I, I see it as um, a great dilemma, uh, but I also see it as an opportunity to it reintroduce this next generation to a God who loves and cares. And so, yeah, I've, I've seen it. I've seen, I've gone into places where um, the space was empty. Um, I was super excited to go into Whitewell yesterday, and I experienced a house filled with young people and people of all ages. And that was beautiful to see hundreds and hundreds gathered. And that comes from knowing that this is not something that we have to figure out or we have to earn or we have to somehow get to God in a way. The beauty of this is that God loves us and he came and he came through the form of his son, Jesus, who came to rescue us from ourselves. Yeah, and that's absolutely fine if you're into that. But if you're a person who's facing a challenge, if you're someone who's got an addiction, if you're someone who's maybe sure. dealing in drugs, if you're someone whose parents have maybe split up and you feel isolated and alone, and the, and the list goes on and oh, on, yeah. you're, oh, yeah. you're, in a, you're in a low place. Yeah. You don't think about, oh, I'm a, I must go to the Whitewell Tabernacle or to the chapel I was in yesterday. Sure. You, you're, you're thinking about, how can I just have a bit more fun in my life? How can I have a bit more positivity yeah. in my life? Yeah. And there are so many things to turn to apart from a church. And mm. that's that, this is 2019, whereas I think more people yeah. have turned to a church maybe in, in 1979. Sure, sure. Well, the beauty about just knowing who God is is that God extends beyond just the four walls of the church. One of the cool things that I did with White Well was we did sort of an open air outreach uh, at Victoria Square. It was my first time out there. It was absolutely amazing. And so there was well over 200 people from Whitewell that were gathered together out just singing some songs. And as we were singing songs at Victoria Square, others started to come around. I had this really cool moment where this woman had shown up. She spent a few minutes just observing, left, and then she came back and she was standing beside me and she was crying noticeably. So I looked at her and I said, are you okay? Are you just stopping by? She said, yeah, I, I came a little earlier, but now I'm back. And I said, why? She goes, because I just felt something that I haven't felt in a long time. And there's been some things going on in my life that has left me empty. And I said, what you feel right now, it's not just people singing songs, but it's actually God's love being expressed outside of the four walls. It's the church stepping out and loving people. And she said, this is it. This is really what it's supposed to feel like. And I said, Absolutely. So it is, it is about feel good, and I can see that in your smile and the way in the way that you, you speak. But what about if while you were doing that, some people who were on two uh, protests over the weekend mm. in, in Belfast came to you from either side of the divide? One who wants, say, freedom of choice for women; the other who protects the unborn, no matter uh, yeah. no matter what. Uh, how, how do you answer the person who says? I believe in abortion. How, how do you how do you answer that person? Yeah, I respond with grace because God always continues to compel me to respond with grace with people that might believe and feel differently than myself. Because here's what happens: the conflict happens when when two people 
always respond based on feelings because you might feel one way and I feel another way. But my response as I continue to understand God's love is to respond in accordance to my faith in him. My faith in him calls me to love people even when they feel differently than me. My perspective now in life is a God perspective with love and with grace. And when we respond with love and grace, we look more like the way Jesus wants us to look. And so in the in, in the response with faith, it brings feelings down to a place where God is glorified in our personal lives. But would Jesus have accepted abortion? I don't believe, and this is now talking about my belief, but I don't believe that Jesus would accept abortion. But I believe also, too, that Jesus doesn't condemn those that feel a particular way. You see, it's it's the amazing grace of God that we experience Jesus who said, I've come for people who are hurting, broken. I've come for people who have been wounded in life, who have been pained and done wrong. And, and so when, when God sent his son Jesus, he didn't come to condemn the world, but to show love. Yes, but you would have, you would be much closer to say the Catholic Church's teaching on abortion or the, uh, some, uh, Protestant Church's teaching on abortion, the, the, Free Presbyterian churches teaching on abortion that than you would be to a, a woman who believes that she has the right to control her own body. Well, I can't speak for the Catholic Church. I've I've been raised in a Pentecostal church my whole life, and uh, but I will say this: these are challenges that we're constantly facing as people. Um, and I will say this: that in my journey and my faith in God. I've realized that my response to people who feel different than me, it has to be love and it has to be grace. And everyone is welcomed into God's house. You know, the church cannot be a place where it's divided, where we're fighting over our feelings. It has to be a place where we we turn to God. And here's here's the ultimate goal. We want God's perspective on life, on the value of life. Yes, but your belief in God, not your belief in God, but any of our beliefs tend to lead to the division because you can have people who fully believe in God who also believe that a woman should have the right to choose. And you have people who fully believe in God who believe that the unborn should be totally protected. And that is, I'm I'm bringing this up because it's such a major issue in this country at this moment. The other thing, the the, the other thing is the rights of gay people Mm -hmm. and and equal marriage. Yeah. Um, From your perspective, I'm I'm going to guess, I'm I'm only guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to guess that you you don't see marriage as equal. Uh, In terms of gay marriage and, oh, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. When it comes to my belief in Jesus and how I've been led and understanding what God wants, no, I don't see them as equal. But do I know people and am I associated with people who are gay? I am. And do we have a good relationship? I do. Well, how is that possible? Well, because the first, the, 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 the stand that I make between people of different opinion, that, that stance is always in love. I preach in New York City, and there's a huge gay population in New York City. I preach right in Midtown Manhattan every Sunday, 6 o'clock p.m., and I get up on that platform or stage, as you might have said, and I tell them, I just want you to know today that Jesus loves you. And people respond to this message, and at the end of the night, I pray for them, gay, straight, different backgrounds, cultures, beliefs. I've had different people from different religions come in, and I let them know. There is this incredible savior and his name is Jesus. 
And he's there and he's watching in your opinion and in the opinion of many, many others. But if two of your gay friends go home and make love to each other, are they sinning? They are. They are. Am I condemning them? No. But I'm always pointing them to this incredible truth. See, here's the beauty about who Jesus is. When you come to experience his love and when you come to experience his grace, there's always something that begins to move and work in you. And that, that something is the power of God's spirit that transforms life, that causes us to recognize the error of our ways and what we've done wrong. But that comes through time spent understanding who Jesus is. And I don't know, that's a challenging word. And I know for many people, they might feel like, oh my goodness, this guy's just so like, just hateful and doesn't get it. And, but I gotta tell you, there's a smile on my face when I talk about the love of Jesus that's transformed my life. And I, as I say, I can see it and the listeners, I can absolutely hear it. But at the same time, I go back to what I said at the beginning. Yeah. The Catholic Church's numbers are going down and they've also had the incredible scandal of child abuse within the Catholic Church mm. as well. But if I talk to Catholics, part of the reason, <clears throat> one of the main reasons that I find that former um Catholic mass scores yeah. uh, are now former as opposed to current. They say because of the Catholic Church's attitude to gay people, that's one of the main reasons that they've turned they've turned their back. They also feel that the Catholic Church has no understanding of the problems women face during abortion. Those that's a second fact. The the child scandal, the child abuse scandals, of course. Uh, probably the main issue as to why the Catholic Church has has dwindled. But if people go to your church, they're going to be guided by a person who is very similar in attitudes to the Catholic priest who's losing them at the moment, hand hand over fist. So are you glossing over the main issues and seeing only and I don't mean to be in, in any way flippant about this, sure. the happy clappy side of Christianity sure. as opposed to dealing with what the pro- what the problems are for those who are trying to make a choice. Yeah, yeah. No, let me tell you, before we can clap, before we can dance, before we can shout, we do have to address the issues of people who have been deeply wounded and hurt. And that's my message, in that there is a hope in Jesus. Listen, I'm a messed up person, desperately in need of a savior. I'm the first one to say it. I've got some issues in my life. And it's, it's just like the Bible says, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have all messed up. I mean, let me tell you something. If, if we as a people were able to figure out all of our mess and, and, and the division that we're going, that's going on right now all over the world, we would have figured it out by now. And so it's just clear to me, right? That there has to be some answer other than ourselves because things are just spiraling out of control with the division. But I know one thing. I know that God loves. I know that he cares. I, I, I still see people who have been in the darkest of places find hope in Jesus. And I've seen their lives transformed and turned around. Me too. Me too. In my personal life, I was, I was, my life was spiraling out of control. I was in an awful car accident coming from a club at 3 a.m. in the morning. I should have died in that car. But I remember kicking that door open and walking up the street in the pitch dark down south of Virginia in the rain. And I experienced God speaking to me saying, I've still got a plan for your life. I love you and I'm not going to condemn you for running around and acting crazy on the streets and, and, and destroying other people's lives and in the process. But I love you. And oh my goodness, here I am right now in Belfast and I never thought I'd be here on radio in Belfast. And it really has been the grace of God. 
showing off a skill, an absolute skill you have as a communicator. And this is something that I'm very, very impressed by. And I'm going to finish with one really hard question. I think it's a hard question. You may think it's very, very easy to answer. But it's one of the criticisms directed at pastors and people who might come to the likes of the Tabernacle or other huge arenas. Sure. That you're you're not only in it for the money, you're in it for what you can get out of it. It may be free admission, but the the plate is bound to go round. (laughs) I'm sure they'll pass the plate, pass the plate. (laughs) You know, there's if not you, there are other pastors who are making a darn fortune at this. Is is that yeah. an unfair commentary? Yeah, no, no, not unfair at all. And unfortunately, people have been people. People have been selfish. They've been driven by their own wants, their own desires, and their own stuff. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it so that people would know that God loves them. At the end of the day, despite feelings and differences and division, but at the end of the day, there's a loving God who gave us his son, Jesus. And I'm I'm just a messenger of quite a few out there that are not in it for the money. Brother, I'm not flying home in my own personal jet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. Pastor, I'm going to have to leave it here because it will be on top of the news. You've got a wonderful communicative skill, which um, only uh, radio presenters totally envy. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- thanks for coming by. Oh, Thank you. It Thank was you. an honor. Thank you. It's, uh, Pastor David Ham uh, with us in the studio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.